Welcome, everybody, to episode 167 of the DC Comics News Podcast, uh, where we talk all things DC, comics, movies, TV and streaming, and video game, other news, anything that comes up. We are your news source. My name is Brad Flicky, and with me today is the Geekpedia himself, Steve J. Ray. Steve, how you doing? Great, thank you, my brother. Had a great DC day today, and topping it off with a great DC evening with a great DC friend. Great, great, indeed, indeed. All right, so we can jump right into the movie news. So we got word this week that uh, the Batman Part Two is going to start filming uh, this year, uh, and even quicker than we might have realized, uh, starting in November. So this fall, we will. Uh, start seeing production photos and you know pictures from the set start to seep into the internet uh, what was your take on this very exciting obviously we we all loved the first matt reeves installment of, of the batman franchise and it's great that it's filming this year which means that it is on schedule to come out in 2025 as they said it would but um, at the moment it's still just um uh, indoor filming, set filming, by the sounds of it, it's not any location filming. So I haven't mentioned any locations. I'm really hope that they come back to the UK because you got a few scoops out of it um, last time. And to start filming in the uh, autumn, fall, winter seasons, perfect time for the UK because it's grim, grey, and dreary, and everything we need Gotham City to be. So. Yeah, um, it's happening. It's real. As soon as you hear the words that the cameras are rolling, the green light's up, you get excited. Definitely, definitely looking forward to this one. What about yourself? Oh, same. Yeah, I I can't wait to, to you know, it, part of the fun about doing this podcast is that we we keep up on these news stories all the time about how these productions are going. And it's going to be one of those things, I think, that almost every week, once that starts filming, we're going to have new news come out about the Batman Part 2. And it's fun. It's, you know, it's just fun to watch all that happen. And the sooner the better. Uh, I think there's a certain strike while the iron's hot. Uh, you know, it's people are still talking about it. It's still doing really well, it, you know, as far as the, the award seasons. You know, it, it's been up for a lot of stuff. So I think now is the time to keep moving. And it also makes me wonder... Uh, how comfortable they are with the script. Is the script done? Are they still rewriting? How is that, you know, how's that working? So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to finding out who the villains are going to be. Are we going to get a Robin? Are we going to get, oh, yeah. you know, what's, what's, what's the, you know, who are we going to see in this movie? So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. It's great because I, I like what you said that um, it, it gets your excitement levels up because you know that we're going to start getting some stills and some footage, hopefully. But the fact that they're filming leads me to believe that the script is done and finished because obviously if they're shooting, they've got to have a script to be shooting against unless they're just filming background plates and stuff like that. But this sounds more to me like principal photography is beginning, which is super duper exciting. But you also said something which which is something I will thank you for forever, Brad, because it leads us into the next story perfectly about awards. And um, we know about BAFTAs, we know about Oxters, but this is the one award that I think as fans, we look forward to the most because it's more about your genre, your superhero films, your horror films and everything else, your sci-fis. And it's leading the way in the critics choice nominations. This is a great story. What'd you make of this one? Oh, I, I, I love it. I think it absolutely makes sense. Because uh, if you look at, you know, you were saying how it kind of focuses more on genre. 
Uh, as far as a superhero film, Batman led the, the Batman led the way last year. The only thing that came even close was Wakanda Forever. So it is not surprising that the Batman uh, got nominated a lot of times, and I, I hope it wins. You know, I think uh, I think that. I think it surprised a lot of people how good it was. I don't think that anybody was expecting it to be. I mean, I guess I guess with that Reeves, they were expecting it to be good, but it was good in a way that they weren't, or at least I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it turned out to be. Um, it, it's just amazing how for, uh, you can never run out of Batman stories to tell. We've seen Batman even on film so many times, and it still felt fresh and new. So yeah, I think it. I think it definitely deserves a nomination, and it definitely deserves to win. What about you? With eighty his, years of history plus to pull on, you're so right. So many more stories they can tell. But what makes me really happy is that it, it's it's up for a whole bunch of stuff, including best superhero movie, which to me is mind-blowing fantastic but paul dano gets a nod zoe kravitz gets a nod and that what it's all about what i didn't want to see was some actors um getting nominated and others being ignored because zoe honestly is the heart of the film she is the main emotional crux um both for robert pattinson as batman and the fact that obviously she's got that link with uh, carmine falcone so really really good to see i mean do you think that the, the actors and the um, actual nominations are fitting for the film? Oh, yeah. You brought up Paul Dano. I think he's he should be a shoo-in. And I think Zoe Kravitz, you know, I, I recently rewatched it. And, man, her performance just really stuck out to me on that repeated viewing. Uh, you're absolutely right. She's the heart and soul of that movie. And uh, yeah, she deserves it, too, I think. Um, I, I think she was great. And... Uh, you know, she better be in the second one, but I don't see why she wouldn't. The way they left that with them going their separate ways, but him looking back, it's that classic moment, isn't it? If if she looks yeah. back, she's still interested and we don't see that. So I'm, I'm praying that Selena is a big part in Batman's life moving forward as she is in the comics. Absolutely. And it looks like uh, <clears throat> we are, well, not we, but Simicon <laughs> to have a screening of The Flash. And this is for you know, people in the theater business, you know, distributors and, and cinemas and things like that. Um, so this is interesting that they're going to get to see it soon. Uh, what do you think of this? I'm praying Warner Brothers give us a screener. I'm praying, praying, <laughs> praying that Warner Brothers give us a screener because this movie has, you said it a few times over the last few weeks, I haven't been this excited about a film since Matt Reeves, the Batman, this film. And especially since that Super Bowl trailer dropped has got me literally salivating. I am going to attack every single person I know at Warner for a screener. Cause Hey, CinemaCon, Comic-Con, DC Comics News, we're there all the time. We will push, we will shove, we will shout from the rooftops how great this film is, if it's as good as we think it's going to be. So please, please, please let us see it. Um, yes, <laughs> what, what did you think? Yeah, I, I love the idea because I think when studios do something like this, it, it shows to me that they have a lot of faith in the project. And I think that... Oh, yeah. I think they do. And I think there's something to be said for that and I think that that's important. Uh, there's a lot writing on this film as far as the future of DC and movies because this is kind of the start of 
the the James Gunn version of the DC yeah. universe. Um, so there's a lot riding on it. You know, just you know, as the movies go and the stories, but. I think there's also a lot writing on it in the real life because um, I touch on it pretty much every time we talk about The Flash, but the whole Ezra Miller conundrum. Oh, yes. And I think that the fact that Warner Brothers is still pushing so hard on this, they're not letting this die. So I think that they see something there really worth fighting for. And you're right that the the Super Bowl trailer just it, 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 it broke the Internet. There were more people on social media talking about that trailer, not only more than any other commercial or trailer that happened that night, but more than the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, that's yeah. <laughs> Eating Batman, that was the only thing anybody was talking about. Oh, yes. It really broke the Internet, and, and people are really responding. And in, just in, in a world where there seems to be a lot of cynicism thrown towards DC movies, it's really nice when – when fans really love something and that 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 means a lot. So, yeah, I I can't wait to see what people say once this, you know, once people do, you know, once the screener does, you know, come out, people see it, you know, what their reactions are. I'm really looking forward to hearing that. I mean, it seems like it's going to have the best balance of something that's fresh and brand new and that whole nostalgia factor with Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. It's just like, it seems like it's got the perfect spectrum of, of things to entice the audience. And James Gunn saying in when he announced the new slate of films that it was a fantastic effing film and that one of the best superhero films ever made. That is high praise. And like you said, that shows that DC has faith in this. So baby, baby, baby. Yeah. Looking forward to this one. But James Gunn does say a lot of stuff and he has finally again. And I do like the way he's active to answer things and to shoot things down that are silly or rumors that everyone was saying, well, actually, because he's casting young, does that mean it's going to be John Kent? And even though I thought that's a nice twist, he's actually said, no, 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 no. I just said we want a young Superman. I did not say we were going to do John Kent. So we know it's going to be Clark. It's going to be the original Man of Steel. I'm happy about that. What about you? Oh, yeah. And I think that's I'm very happy about it because I think it's a smart move. Um, but I, I still think that more people know Clark Kent. Asking them to your average moviegoer who doesn't read comics, who just goes in to see a big movie. They're not going to know the character of Jonathan Kent. They're going to go in there and that's going to confuse them. So I think sticking with Clark, especially as we get this new phase of DC films off the ground. I think that that's, that's smart. And Jonathan, Jonathan's great, but a DC universe needs a Clark Kent. So, and they need a Clark Kent as Superman. So I think it's a smart move. You're so right. I mean, the first three superheroes were Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. The fact that we've got, definite news now we're going to get a brand new batman with the brave and the bold and damian wayne as robin we're going to get clark kent the original superman back the only news now we need is wonder woman but we'll touch on that a little bit later but the fact that like you said um only real comics fans know that john kent is also superman the amount of people out there who still think dick grayson is robin Unless you're a comics book fan, you may not know about Jason Zod. You may not know about Tim Drake. The fact they're bringing in Damian Wayne. Um, yes, I'm happy about that. I'm a bit sad that they skipped Tim because we had Jason Todd in um, Titans and a brief appearance of Tim, but only for a season and a half. Um, still, 
any Batman that comes to the big screen, I can take it. I'm really, really happy about it. So bring it on, DC and James Gunn. Mm -hmm. And we're continuing on with the James Gunn news here, where he is saying that there will be some major casting news coming within the next six months. So I'm all for that. What do you think? It's exciting. Six months. That now gives us a timeline. We need to start hearing things by the summer, by the early fall. We're going to know who's going to be playing these great characters that we've loved for most of our lives. I mean, definitely in my case, I've been a comics book fan since I was knee-high to uh, Grasshopper. So getting news of who's going to be playing these characters is incredibly exciting. Um, particularly when they know which films are going to be doing in which order. The fact that the Superman movie um, is coming as one of the first We've got to hear news about who's going to be Superman, who's going to be Lois, who's going to be Perry White, who's going to be in this universe, who hopefully is going to be the villain. So, oh man, I love stealing from the best, and the best frequently says it's a good time to be a DC fan. So, the best, what do you think about this story? I I think that it's a necessity. I think that um, there's been a lot of back and forth when it comes to the whole James Gunn thing. And he's been coy, but he's also been quiet about a few things. Um, when the whole Gal Gadot and, uh, and, well, I should say, uh, I should say more Patty Jenkins, um, when that all went down, I think that could have handled, been handled better by everybody involved. So I think that this is, this is a sign of good faith coming from him, that yes, we will have more news. This train is moving forward. And you know what happens within six months from now, and that is Comic-Con International. So exactly. it would be absolutely amazing if they come to Hall H and just bring out surprise cast. Guess who's this character? Guess who's that? And they just bring them all. That would be, that would be historic. I think that would be the start of really something special. And, um, you know, fingers crossed that maybe we'll we'll see that happen. But yeah, I think that I think that we really do have to know some more about this casting in that time frame. I mean, you know, this 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 is happening quick. I mean, they want these movies out in the next few years, so they're going to have to start making those announcements. So yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to uh, you know who's going to be cast, and you know, and I don't know what you think about this, but I wonder how many kind of unknowns we're going to get. Because it seems like, especially with a character yeah. like Superman, a lot of times they'll go with somebody who's not as well-known. So you don't have to associate the actor with the character, that the character can kind of you know, be Superman. So that, that's something that, that makes me wonder, too, is how many of these uh, actors or actresses are going to be known and fresh faces. You're so right. I mean, let's think back all the way to Christopher Reeve. He was a virtual unknown when he took the role. Same with Brandon Ralph. Same with Henry Cavill. If they'd done some stuff, uh, a few independent movies and TV and stuff, but they weren't like big Hollywood names and those movies made them so. So hugely exciting. So you think five, six months, that's going to be August. So yeah comic-con san diego but add another couple of months september october maybe more news will come out for your big show for new york comic-con so it's it's a great time and, and something to really get excited about but um yeah i mean we get excited about anything new that's coming everything fresh everything different but there are still people who are banging on the doors of the old and 
I do want to see this film. David Ayer has dropped even more news and a photo of Jared Leto in a sparkly matador style um, tux. And being the fashionista that you are, the man with the eye for the superhero guy, Brad, let me know what you think of this unveiled new Jared Leto look from David Ayer's Suicide yeah. Squad. You said the magic word. You said matador. That's exactly what it looks like. And before we recorded, you said that matador can kind of mean killer. That's a Spanish word for killer in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that makes a lot of sense given. Yeah. The care. Um, yeah. It's, it's a kind of a little fun bit to throw out there. Uh, it does make me kind of still wish we would see the air cut just out of curiosity. I think that now with this whole new DC coming. I, I, I think that that's probably never going to happen at this point, but it does make me curious to see. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I'm not a, I, I, I never call myself a fan of Leto's Joker, but I was a little more forgiving than than most, even in the Suicide Squad version. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, the the nightmare at the end of the Snyder cut. I think that he probably could have done some cool things with the character if uh, if given a chance. So, yeah, these these little behind the scene or what could have been clips or in pictures are kind of fun, kind of fun to see. I was a fan of Jared Leto's Joker, to be fair, because um, I do think he played him a lot more like the comic book version. He didn't look the part. Though, and that's what a lot of people said. looked at him and thought, what is this? This isn't the Joker. This is some kind of weird hood um, rapper type gangster this isn't the joker but if you look at the performance and the way he acts and the cold insanity uh the whole bit of lying on the floor surrounded by weapons and baby grows and oh it was hugely terrifying and remember again i mean you say in this interview uh david a says i didn't show the joker i wanted to show they added in the things that made it a warner brothers film and not the film i made uh, my film was vastly superior and he's getting more and more vocal about how bad he thought the theatrical cut was i mean i didn't hate it i've seen much worse films than that but um as you said jared leto did help set the record straight because again his appearance at the end of just of zack snyder's justice league yeah that was the joker yeah you know I'm hoping that Warner Brothers is learning their lesson. To Please, God. Kind of stay away and let let these people do their things, uh, because if they had been doing that from the beginning, we'd be in a whole different position right now with these films, uh, and that's and that's a shame. Um, you know, I, the very least, we would see more of The Rock as Black Adam. You know, you know. So and, and Henry Cavill as Superman, yeah. But yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, so you know, I just I, I hope that that um, this this new exciting phase that Warner Brothers is going to stay more hands off. We can hope. We can pray. Yeah. Yeah. And back to James Gunn news. Uh, he has confirmed that there are plans for Wonder Woman in the DCU. Uh, what do you think of this? Well. The fact that there are plans for Wonder Woman. I already said it earlier in this show. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. 
the originals, the first three, the ones okay. that every other character is based on and came from. Every superhero you look at is a distillation or a mix of one or two or all three of these characters. Every superhero you look at so to have a new superman and have a new batman and not have plans for wonder woman the first female superhero to me still the greatest you ask people who um don't even read comics around the world who the most famous superheroes are and if you ask them to name a female superhero the only ones they're going to know are wonder woman batgirl and supergirl all three DC characters. Why? Because they were there almost from the beginning. Wonder Woman's been around for over 80 years and is one of only three fictional characters that even when she didn't have her own series, there were new stories about Wonder Woman or featuring Wonder Woman published consecutively for the last 80 plus years. Whether it was an appearance in The Brave and the Bold or the Justice League or Justice Society, Wonder Woman has not been off the comics page at all in over 80 years we need her on the big screen the first two movies the first one was unparalleled success everyone loved it second one mixed reviews i thought it was a great fun film people read a lot more into it than they possibly should have but um i'm sad patty uh jenkins walked away because i thought she was wonderful as a director i think we are going to lose gal gadot and that's heartbreaking but i want a wonder woman in the new dcu she needs to be there I mean, I, I know you agree because I know you're a huge Wonder Woman fan as well. You know, of course you're going to have Wonder Woman. You cannot have a DC universe without Wonder Woman. can't happen. So when people are saying, oh, there's not going to be a Wonder Woman 3, there's not, no, there's going to be a Wonder Woman movie. That's, that's non-negotiable. That's going to happen. It just has to. But, man, heartbreaking does not even begin to describe if we lose Gal Gadot. If there is any actor, actress that's ever played a superhero that seems to, like perfect, born to play that part, it's Gal Gadot, and maybe Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. And you like so? Can't argue with that. I'm thinking at this point, do what you gotta do to get her to stay on. You know, I don't. I, it, it would be such a shame to lose her, and she. One thing I like about her is she really gets the character. And that's what I liked about her partnership with Patty Jenkins is that's what made those films so successful is that they understood the character. And even even with the mixed reviews that the second one got, the thing that made me like it was the fact that they really still really understood that character. And um, it is a shame to lose that, but man, I hope we don't. I, I hope we don't lose Gal Gadot. I really, I really do. Fingers crossed. But yeah, you might be right. And I guess, I guess too, it just depends on timing too, because you know, if if um, if what we saw was like the next ten years or what they were saying that they're laying out a ten-year plan, if that if we have to wait that long, then then Gal might not fit the role anymore you know it just depends too i guess on timing but that's 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 a real shame it would be heartbreaking it's like you say paddy jenkins and gal gadot didn't just get the characters i mean it's like you said iron man robert danny jr wonder woman gal gadot she doesn't just play wonder woman 
she is Wonder Woman. But her background, her history, who she was as a human being is Wonder Woman. Um, the love she has for the character, absolutely. So uh, I'm hoping that even if she doesn't come back as Diana, Amazons age differently to normal people. Mm-hmm. Bringing her back as the new Hippolyta, I could live oh, with that too. Yeah, that's a good uh, and yeah. a great continuity. Um, so they brought back Linda Carter. Um, so I just don't want to lose Gal from the DC universe. I don't want to lose Gal from the screens. She's wonderful and inspiration. So let, let's keep let's keep hoping. Speaking of hope, speaking of dreams, speaking of nightmares, speaking of movies and TV. Let's talk about Neil Gaiman's wonderful creations from the Sandman universe and the fact that it seems that the Dead Boy Detectives is moving on, but maybe not at the original home of HBO Max, but with Netflix. I see this as good news. What about you, sir? I do. I do. Um, I think that... um that would, you know, maybe there's some kind of deal or contract that Neil Gaiman has signed with Netflix with the Sandman that they were able to uh, say, hey, why don't we move that over here? And maybe it will tie in to the main Sandman series, which would which would be interesting. And I think that that's probably what what they're trying to do. And maybe, you know, maybe this is big picture stuff with how they want to tie things in, uh, you know. Uh, which, which would be interesting to see play out. But, I, you know, bottom line, Steve, is that we live in a world where we are getting a Dead Boy Detectives TV show. Right. Did you ever think he would? I didn't. I mean, and we live in a world where we got a Sandman TV series that was good and that... Fantastic. You know, so, yeah, Netflix did a great job with Sandman, and they... They let Neil have input, and I hope that that continues with this, because if it does, then this is, to me, it's it's guaranteed good before it even, before we even see the first, before we even see the first trailer. So, yeah, this, this, this is really exciting. This has got my head spinning for so many reasons. And, and once again, Brad, the hive mind, maybe Neil Gaiman has got his fingers in it, because obviously he created these characters. They first appeared in an issue of Sandman. But let's remember... There's a Sandman coming, and we're not calling it season two. So are we calling it Sandman Universe? We're getting Season of Mists guaranteed in the next run of Sandman TV stories. That's where these characters, the Dead Boy Detectives, Charles Rowland and Edwin Payne, first appeared. I am so super stoked. I mean, let's remember, Netflix didn't just do a fantastic job with Sandman. They brought back Lucifer after cancellation. And for me, the three Netflix seasons of Lucifer were the three best seasons of Lucifer because they cut the ties. They let the cast go. They did crazy things like an animated episode. I am stoked. Um, I thought when I heard Deadwood Detectives moving from HBO Max, I thought, no, 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 no. This is going to be another one that's going to die. As soon as I hear the words Netflix, the money and production values that are behind this network, sold. I'm there, yep. 100%. Yep. And, and thankfully, it's not to a network where they would put those constraints on it, where you would have, 
I mean, that's part of the reason why those those seasons of Lucifer were better when I came to Netflix because they didn't have to conform oh, yeah. to all the standards and practices of a big network show. So yeah, so thank God it say it's, it's moving to NBC, you know, or something. You know, you know ah, ouch. Yeah. So <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'd much rather have it at that HBO oh, yes. than than there. And speaking of HBO Max, uh, this is kind of confounding and frustrating. Um, we hear that there, HBO Max is not guaranteeing that all of those announced shows are going to make it to air. What, uh, what did you think of this? <sighs> More shows for Netflix. I'm going to stay glasses half full. I am not going to quit because they sound great. I mean, we know Waller's definitely going ahead because it's already got a foundation. It's already got a basis in two movies and one stupendously awesome TV show in Peacemaker. Um, Creature Commandos, please let it happen. Please let it happen. Please let it happen. You and I are fans of this whole darker side of the DC universe. Frankenstein and the Agents of Shade, Justice League Dark, that is the thing that could spin out of something like Creature Commandos. I need this. So I am not going to see it as a never or I'm not going to see it as a possibly not. I'm going to see it as, yeah, they're coming, but obviously hold your horses. These are shows that are going to take a lot of work, a lot of great scripts, casting. Don't expect them tomorrow, but they will be coming. That's just the way I want to read it, Brad. Um, I don't want to cast a, any shadows or aspersions on it i just want to say think it as cautiously optimistic i mean what about yourself i'm going to be glass half full on this too because there was a specific line from the article that pumps out into my head he says as long as these shows are quality we're gonna move ahead that's what and, you want to hear and this is where uh i like the idea of james gunn being involved because Bottom line, we know that James Run- James Gunn is a very talented writer, and he's a great, great idea man. Peacemaker wouldn't have been the peacemaker that we got if it wasn't for James Gunn. You know, so there's definitely talent there. So I think he can he can make it great somehow in the presentation or making sure all the scripts. Like, you know, I, I think that he can make that quality shine. So I think that I think that we will get these. I mean, I'm gonna. And that's pretty optimistic for me to say because I, I am so gun shy about these projects getting taken out from under my feet that uh, I get cynical. But I, I do think that we're on much firmer ground right now. And I think that we will will see these, and especially with creature commandos. I think we're good with that because the character design have have been shown. So I think that we're far enough ahead. And they wouldn't say, hey, this is going to be the first show if it wasn't kind of far ahead in the in the process so um i i'm pretty confident about that so yeah you know for now until we hear more i'm going to be glasses is half full right there with you the s is for hope absolutely spot on and with my favorite show going the quirky random irreverent sometimes horrific doom patrol a show like creature commandos it'd be one of the few things that could fill that gap so i want it to happen something that is happening whether fans want it to or not is gotham knights but when you add actors like misha collins as harvey denton two-face and veronica cartwright 
a legendary actress from films such as Alien and the Witches of Eastwick, um, that gets me even more excited for this little show that people have been knocking on the ground before an episode is aired. So this to me means uh, another great casting means it could be a better show than anyone expected. What do you think? I am I, I'm psyched for this. I really like her. I loved her since Alien. She's like somebody I grew up with. I remember seeing her on lots of different roles. And it's just, it's nice to uh, have her come back. I almost feel like nostalgia in a way to see to see her back. And I think that's great. And I think that, yeah, I think um, Gotham Knights might be better than people are thinking it's going to be. I, I, I think it's one of those things too, where if, they wouldn't put it out there at this point with everything where it is if they weren't kind of confident, especially now that pretty much all of the CW shows are gone. To have this being one of the few remaining, they have to have a little faith in it. So we'll see. We'll see. But I'm glad to, I'm definitely glad to have her come back, you know, even if it's just for a few episodes. So, yeah. Class actress. As you said, Alien, A, one of my favorite movies of all time, and the character of Lambert was fantastic i mean she is a stellar character actress and i am getting hints of a leslie Tompkins type character from the article or again someone with ties to the court of owls all of which are very exciting so yeah yeah i would love to see the court of owls yes sign me up definitely absolutely um that was one of my favorite kind of newer batman villains uh, up until you know like punchline i really really like what Scott Snyder did with them and the whole concept is is really cool. And uh, moving on, uh, we uh, hear that Robin Wright wants to join uh, the Wonder Woman people series. And I, for one, am all for that. What about you? Hey, if the rumors are true and the comics shown by the DC execs like Wonder Woman Historia are true, if this is a prequel series in a Game of Thrones type setting, Antiope is one of the characters that needs to appear. And hey, Robin Wright was magnificent in the role. Not good, not great, magnificent. Hippolyta's sister, boom. This needs to happen. I want it to happen. Um, it's a prequel. I know they're resetting the DC universe, but this is in the history, in the past. Even if we get a new Wonder Woman somewhere down the line, even if we get Gal Gadot as uh, the queen of Paradise Island, as, as Hippolyta rather than as Diana, that history remains. And to see Robin Wright reprise the role that she played brilliantly, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Um, I've got a feeling you're going to agree with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I absolutely do agree 100%. Uh, she, she, she did bring a certain gravitas to the role that was needed. Um, like you said, magnificent. Uh, you, it's one of those performances where you, you couldn't think of anybody else playing the character. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think that, like you said, summed it up perfectly when you said this needs to happen. Um, She's a great actress. She played the role great. She's uh, a professional. She knows the character. Why would you not, if she wants to be involved, why would you not let her come back? That would be a stupid move to say no. So, yeah. 
like like Gal was born to play Wonder Woman, I think uh, Robin Wright was born to play a strong Amazon general. Um, she's a badass and she's an amazing actor. So enough said, really. Um, bring it on. Now we've talked movies and TV. Let's talk about that thing you and I love more than either of those things. We love movies, we love TV, but the comics are where it started. The comics are where our heart is. And well. We've just seen the last few issues of the awesome Lazarus Planet crossover. And DC's next event has been announced. And hey, yes, it's Batman based again. I don't care. We've said it before. As long as the stories are good, as long as the quality's high. And with a writer like Joshua Williamson at the helm, Night Terrors is coming. We briefly talked about this on previous shows. Now we've got more flesh on the bones. We know what it's going to be about. A horror-based story. Batman, where do I sign? What about you, Brad? Yeah, man, Joshua Williams is really kind of recreating the DC universe in his image over the past few years. I mean, there's a lot, especially, we'll talk about this in a bit too, what he's doing with Superman. It's going to have a lot of lasting effects, and this this will too. But it's, it's kind of funny to me that they're starting this in July and not in the fall when it would be out around Halloween. So I... I'm wondering if there's not even something bigger coming in the horror DC world for the fall, another big crossover at the end of, of night terrors. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, I like the idea of them going to a nightmare realm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Bring it on. Um, I'm, I'm here for it. Absolutely. Once again, the hive mind, our minds, our brains are one. Cause I'm thinking, yes, the summer horror, does that work? But let's not forget, Lazarus Planet has led to a lot of brand new titles being announced, a lot of brand new characters. Something, just as you said, just as Night Terror's wrapped and we get into the full season, whole new bunch of characters, whole new bunch of titles. And hey, DC's always managed to brilliantly tie in their comic book product with what's coming out on TV screens and on movie screens. Creature Commandos? A return of Frankenstein and the Agents of Shade. I've missed those guys. They need to be back in a comic book. This yeah. could be the first steps. Yeah. And a new yeah. Justice League Dark title, maybe? Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah, oh, that, uh, we'd both love that. Well, yeah. Love, thank you for turning me on to that. The, his Tinyan's run on that. That was... I uh, live to so serve. And that was, yeah, that was a great, that was a great series. Yeah, I'd love to see, I'd love to see those characters come back too. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, and it's interesting that you brought up Frankenstein and the Agents of Shade because that would be a perfect time. Yeah, so there's definitely some kind of synergy going on. Oh yeah. Right now, that I think is going to really, really pay off. Um, because I think we've talked on this, the podcast a lot about one thing that DC does great is the idea of oh, yeah. do different things and, and and existing in that world where not everything has to be so tied together. But one of the things that I love being a comic book fan and what I think I love about comics is those ways that they, that they tie everything together. And Infinite Crisis is not a series that gets talked about much anymore. It didn't. I liked it. But I'm telling you, one of my favorite things about that is how they led up to it with Countdown and all those little seeds that they left before it happened that they all tied together was done brilliantly and the fact that 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 could happen again that just makes my heart happy as a comic fan it reminds me of being you know nine ten years old 
run into the comic shop to see, you know, what clues are we getting in this issue? So yeah, that that's exciting, and and I think you might be right. I think this this night terrace thing might lead into some more stuff down the line, especially in the fall. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And more comic book news is that uh, looks like we are going to see the release here in uh, the states and in Europe uh, of the. Uh, manga of Batman, Joker, Superman, all those manga releases are coming. So I, for one, am super excited. What about you? Um, excited, maybe not the correct word, but definitely um, intrigued. Some of these stories sound out there. Um, we've already talked about the pregnant Joker story and raising Bruce Wayne as a child, so um weird wonderful wacky something that could only really be done in manga great um another batman tale a lot more um street crime and battley great but the one that's really got me like thinking what is the superman one um flying around having adventure saving the world and stopping for japanese dishes at restaurants and the story is almost as much about the food as it is about superman well i'll give it 10 out of 10 for originality whether it's something i'd ever thought about before um intrigued definitely what do you think you, you intrigued is right i and i it may be excitement's not the right word, but I kind of am because I just got to see what a uh, pregnant Joker story is. I've got to, I, I got to read it. And the fact that I can now is great. I think just a uh, matter of how strange that could be. I, I want to read it. So even if it's not good, it's worth it because it's so bizarre and so out there. And look, I I'm all about Superman and food because I and I love Asian food. So, yes, that I, that sounds like a lot of fun to me. So, yeah, it's just I, I, I'm, I'm too intrigued not to check it out. And it seems too out there for me not to like it in some capacity. So, yeah, I this is something that I'm definitely, definitely going to check out. Try it, and if you like it, fantastic. That's what I always say. Don't knock it. Don't shoot it dead before it hits the stands. Give it a go. If then you don't like it, close the pages and pick up something you do like. But give it a go because, if anything else, this is fascinating. Absolutely. That's what people don't understand, um, that they get upset in fandom. It is a menu. You can pick and choose what you like, and if you don't want to read it or watch it, don't. It doesn't have to be part of the story that you are following if you don't like it. It doesn't have to be. So this is, yeah, uh, so this is a perfect example of that. Well said. That was beautiful. And the fact that actually marries in and ties in with the whole Superman eating things and it's the kind of menu. You're a genius, Mr. Felicki. You really are. Absolutely. Now, something that's been on the menu for many a decade and a villain that um, is hugely underrated. Everyone talks about Lex Luthor, but for me, probably my favourite Batman baddie is Brainiac. And he's back. What do you make of this story? It's about time. You know, I, I loved reading the Superman 77 story mainly because Brainiac was the villain. I have been a Brainiac fan ever since. The, remember the, the Kenner Superpowers action figures that came out? It was the robotic Brainiac with the I mean, I 
I can't tell Absolutely. you how I had to rebuy that toy because the arm kept breaking off. But I've, I've been a Brainiac fan since then. And I always, um, I always appreciate his motives. And I love, I mean, this is kind of changing the subject, but I loved Brainiac 5 in the Supergirl series. I just, I just like iterations of that character. And he's a villain that needs more respect. And I think that, um, it is, you know, Williamson also said that it's going to be a villain that's going to have impact on the DC universe as a whole. And I think similar to the way Kang is doing right now in the, in the MCU, I think in the DC Comics universe, oh, Raniac is a powerful nice. villain to have that kind of impact and be kind of a, uh, a big bag going into the um, DC, the Donna DC books. So, yeah, welcome back. Raniac, it's been too long. And again, like you said, the fact he's going to be a big player, that's huge. Because Brainiac isn't a shrinking violet. This isn't a character who um, does street-level crime and robs a bank here or there. This is a cosmic-level threat of huge intelligence and a real, real adversary Superman. So bringing this classic villain back in a big way, particularly now that Luther's behind bars, is yeah, just... It's essential. We need it. And we do need to see... I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Lex Luthor as a villain. The fact that Superman's greatest nemesis isn't superpowered, he's a human being, just sings to me. I love that. But we do need a kind of threat that is physically and mentally much more on Superman's level to raise the stakes. So, yeah, bring it on. Really, really happy about that. Absolutely. Now we move on from uh, comics news into some other news. Uh, first up, we got a trailer for Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Uh, the gameplay for the um, co-op uh, part of the game. Uh, I, I know you're not a gamer, but what did, what did you uh, what did you think of this trailer? What has me excited is the, is the way, because there's two videos on this article, and the one I found more fascinating was one of the creators, and the amount of passion and love you can clearly see behind the people who made this game, and the fact that you can play by yourself, and the game itself plays the other members of your team, and then you can swap characters, so you can suit whichever combat scenario you're going into for each particular character. If it's heavy firearm, get Deadshot out. If it's brawling, get King Shark out. If it's acrobatics, get Harley out. If it's wackiness, get out Captain Boomerang. Brilliant. And here again, who's the main big bad? Brainiac, who's taken over the Justice League. It seems like only Diana hasn't been affected, and Wow, that trailer. Um, I mean, I will admit that a lot of it got me a bit motion sick because I, I, I can't really do video games very much. And hey, if I did, I'd probably um, uh, get thrown out of the house because that's one more thing that, that, that will take my time away from the family. I mean, I'll stick to the comic books. That's that's enough of, a, of, <laughs> of an escape. But um, the game looks awesome. But the thing that I took away the most is that it is set in the Arkham universe. It's a follow-up and a sequel to the game set in the Arkham universe. So fans of Rocksteady, and who isn't if you're a gamer, um, should be really happy about that news as well. And you are a gamer, Brad. So I, I really want to bow down and step out of this and hear what you have to say about all of this. Well, not only am I a gamer, but I am a huge Rocksteady fan. And, and In fact, it was... The 
Uh, Arkham Asylum is the game that got me back into video games after years away. I The only games that I like more than those may be Last of Us. Uh, but man, I love Rocksteady games. Because I'm a fan, like, I'm, I'm, I'm an older gamer. I do not need to go into a multiplayer-only game and get yelled at by a bunch of teenagers. No. I want a good single-player game that is a, it's a narrative-driven story, and, and the Arkham games, games do that very well. But the thing that makes me nervous about this is um, they do kind of set it up as co-op. And you say you can play alone. But in my experience, when that happens, where you can switch the characters and the computer will play the other characters, it makes it really, really hard. Like, I, I, I tried playing, as an example, the Wolfenstein Youngblood game, where it's supposed to be set up as co-op, but you can play a single player and the computer will take the control of the other one. And I found it almost impossible, because you kept having to save that, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. I just, I just, I hope that they can, I, I hope that it's a good single player experience. That's what I'm really hoping for. And that's what really, that's what Rocksteady focuses on. I was listening to the Game Scoop podcast earlier today, as a matter of fact, and, and, and they were talking about how, why would they do that? Why would they try to focus on a co-op game when they are so great at the single player experience? And, and they have been yeah. for so long. Yeah. yeah. It's like, man, I just, I hope that it still has that. Um, and they're really pushing the co-op part of it. But like you said, I mean, you know, that, that interview was good. They really do have passion for these characters. And um, I love the story-driven part of it. I love the, the the Flash and how sinister he seemed when he started floating. And that's, that stuff was... Scary. Yeah, that stuff was great. Like, I, I'm, I'm psyched for the story. And that's why Seth and I last week, they I talked about the um, the prequel series. Yeah. The comic series coming out. So that makes me look forward to that so I'm, I'm really excited about the story part of this game I, I just hope the gameplay and the execution is going to be very rewarding for a f gamer like me that likes single-player games so that's yeah, that's my takeaway but yeah I mean this this game for me is something that sells me a console like I would buy the console just to play this game and uh, wow haven't yet I haven't got I still have not had I've gotten the ps5 but this is a game that I would get it for because that's how much I love Rocksteady. So, have my fingers crossed, but you know we'll see once the you know once the game arrives and people get have a chance to get their hands on it. Wow, that's that's big. The fact you go out and spend money on the console oh, for it—it's fantastic. That's how great those those Batman games are. I mean, you know, even even the last one, Arkham Knight. I, I don't like generally driving games so much i find that hard but man those batmobile missions once you got got the the controls down you got a knack for it it was fun in the batmobile um so brock said he can do it i just we'll see but i you know i i i my hopes are high for this my expectations are high and the last story we have this week, um, we got a little uh, WWE video of Seth Rollins as the Joker. Now, you're not a gamer. I am not a wrestling fan. I know you are. So this is where I will hand it over to you and say, what did you, what did you think of this? First of all, kudos to our editor-in-chief, Joshua, for putting this news list together. 
because I watched this video earlier in the week and I loved it. A, because Seth Rollins for years has been called the Joker of the WWE. His true life wife, Becky Lynch, who appears at the end of this video, goes by the moniker of the man because she is that badass. She is one of the greatest female wrestlers, not just of the last decade, but ever as far as I'm concerned. The fact that she's Irish and from this neck of the woods, notwithstanding, she is awesome. So seeing this video as a lead up to WrestleMania, where the whole of WrestleMania is going to be around the movie based theme is fantastic. Seth Rollins. Oh man. Not only is he great on the mic and in the ring, his charisma, his talent, the fact that he pulls off a great homage stroke, tongue in cheek dig at Joaquin Phoenix's Joker dance down the stairs from, from Todd Phillips movie. <laughs> then he's accosted by his wife at the bottom of the stairs, speaking in full Batman voice. This has got me written all over it. I love the wrestling, no matter how ridiculous it gets, because to me, WWE and AEW and all of it is just, it's just one great giant comic book with battles and people fighting each other in a ring live and that's what people don't respect about WWE okay this isn't MMA this isn't UFC these aren't um, real fighters you miss time one of these moves you're dead these are real athletes yeah and doing what they do live 300 days a year I love these people I respect these people and when you get promos like this that marry two worlds, comic books and wrestling. This has made me so happy. You have no idea. So thank you for putting this to my attention, Josh. Thank you for adding it to the news list. You've served us both well with the Justice League video game, the Suicide Squad video game, and this. What a story to end on. I am stoked. I mean, even if you're not a wrestling fan, you must have got something fun out of that video, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just, it just, it makes me laugh and it just again man batman you can never have enough batman batman joke i mean it always will get people talking people just love batman and the joker they just do it this is another you know just how iconic everything is and i i i, I don't follow wrestling but i will definitely agree with you that it, they that they're definitely athletes it's not as easy as people think it is i mean they're definitely definitely athletes um but yeah i mean it was definitely a, it was a definitely a fun fun video for sure loved every second brilliant so that wraps up another wonderful fun conversation with one of the people i love talking to most on this earth brad love you bro awesome that was the 167th episode of the DC Comics News Podcast. Uh, catch us here every week. But Brad, where can our readers, viewers, and listeners catch you every day? Uh, you can catch me writing news reviews, DC Comics News. Uh, you can catch me on um, the Mad Love Podcast, part of the DC Comics Podcast Network. Once we get back to uh, getting that up and running again, which I'm looking I'm forward keeping to. everything crossed it soon. I miss you guys and your yeah. insanity. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, that's that shows a lot of fun. 
Um, yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter, uh, FlickyB1. That's F-I-L-I-C-K-Y-B and the number one. What about you, Steve? Where can people find you? You can hear my dulcet tones most weeks on this wonderful show, the DC Comics News Weekly podcast part of uh, the dc comics news podcast network which you can catch on apple podcasts google spotify stitcher wherever you get your shows you can hear us and now you can see our gorgeous visages on the tube of you as well you can catch us on facebook tumblr youtube twitter by typing in dc comics news or our sister site the more batman focused at dk news com on twitter at darknightnews.com online as for myself chat to me whenever you want i will always reply especially if you're talking about nerdy goodness uh on twitter at l steve el underscore s t e e v o to read my work just type in steve j ray or fantastic universes into your search engine of choice to read my news reviews features and interviews on dc comics news dark Knight news and my own site fantastic universes um we look forward to seeing you hearing your comments do like us share subscribe give us five stars give us a great rating and also tell us um if there's something you're not too happy with hopefully that's not enough uh, or even existent and uh, we will carry on making these shows because we'd love to do it for you but until we do something you really need to do for yourselves is read more comics we shall return <laughs>